Welcome to Cult Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love but no one else gets and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, we're taking the podcast to our aunt's house. It's out in the country and it's got a sinister plot to make us trip balls because we're talking about the Japanese movie House. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Thank you for joining the cult tonight. Do me a favor, leave us a review on iTunes, and we'll give you a shout-out at the end of the show. We had someone leave us a review, but they didn't write anything, so thank you for that review. You get it in the beginning of the show. Uh, then head over to our YouTube page, like and subscribe there. Leave comments on our videos, or just watch stuff. There's past episodes on there, even though they're all on iTunes now. But just go watch them on... Uh, Chris worked really hard. <laughs> He works really, really hard, guys. Uh, what did he work hard on? On the Photoshop's uh, the pictures that you can see <laughs> only on our YouTube page. So go there, check those out. Are they like funny pictures of us and like wacky yeah. antics? It's like us photoshopped in like different parts of the country. <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> like you did like the gnome thing. You it's like, us? It's yeah. like, you us? Yeah. As always, I am joined by Cosmic. Hello. Chris Willenbrecht. What's up? And Michael Salustio. Hi. Tonight we're talking about- He has to do it every time I do something different. Well, he did it too. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah, he did. He was all somber <laughs> and shit too. Every time so I do I something to go with different, the theme. I can bank on Mike doing the same thing. Yes. Yes and, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yes and. I'm not going to shut you off on that. Oh, shit. going to keep it well, going. Cody, Cody f- let it down. Don't yeah. forget- Guys, don't forget what Phantom of the Paradise is coming to Film Bar, and guess who's presenting it? Who? Cult Film in Review. We're doing it for the third time. Not for this, this is the, the first time we're showing this movie, but it's the third time that we've uh, been at the Film Bar. Wait, do I have to be there? Doing a presentation Jeez. of a film. Make it sound so clinical. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we are we are doing a film presentation, but it's we'll be way doing an analysis. It's way more fun than that because you get to stick around after, have some popcorn, drink some beer, and listen to us talk about Phantom of the Paradise, which is an unreleased episode, actually lost episode that will ne- that will never be uh, ever released because it was literally lost. Where I got really wasted, so I get a chance to redeem myself. And we're going to try to recreate that yeah. moment. <laughs> I, get to, I get a chance to redeem myself twice, right? I killed the room last time, and I killed the podcast last time. So so I, I killed both of these things last time. Now we're going to bring it together. So we're going to kill the together. room and the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll walk, watch on in horror yeah. and not say anything to help you. Yeah. I was panicking. I was panicking last I, time. I could see it on your face and I was just frozen. I was like, so nah, I got this is what you guys I'm, not, I'm not going down with this shit. Can't save this one. Yeah. If so you're not going to film bar, these are the kind of things you're missing. You're missing a great movie. You're missing a fantastic fucking movie because listen here, if you haven't seen Fan of the Paradise, Google the fucking trailer right now. Turn off this podcast. Rock opera. Rock opera. Paul Williams. With starring Paul Williams, directed by who, Cody? Uh, De Palma. Brian yeah, De Palma. Yeah. Brian De Palma. All the facts. Rock opera. 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. All the music written by Paul Williams. Holy shit. 
this is epic. Come down and see it. No, it, it really is. And it's it's going to be a lot of fun because I am super excited to see like this movie in a theater. I think this is going to be a, a great time. Super fun. And not only that, you get to hang out with us. So go to where, Chris? Where are you going to get tickets? The Film Bar, PHX.com. That's right. You can get your tickets there. Come on down. And th- like I said, you get to see a great movie. And then you probably get to see me make an ass of myself. So it's like a win-win. Yeah. Doesn't get much better. All right. So tonight we're talking about House. It was directed by Nobuhiku Obayashi. Came out in 1977 <laughs> and currently sits at a 90% Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. I can't really find a lot of information on this. And I don't want to say Dan a thousand times. Yep. So, um, yeah, the, the, uh, this is Mike's pick. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mike, why'd you pick this film? I picked this film because uh, the way I looked at it, so I. When Kyle had his birthday, I, I bought him uh, Ugetsu on Criterion Collection. No, you didn't. Only to find out that his brother... Was it not your birthday? Was I thought it- this was for... Oh, no. This is the second time. This is the second time you bought me something I already owned. Right, right. <laughs> so I bought him Ugetsu on, on Criterion Collection, only to find out that his brother had bought the same gift that day. So I was like, shit, man. I got to pick another like Japanese horror film. So I was like, well, I hear House is very good. So I get him House. And then I'm kind of like, you know, normally people get a gift, you know, you're kind of like, I wonder you know, what, he, what he thought about it. He hasn't said anything yeah. in a while. And I'm thinking, like, did he watch it? Did he not watch it? I have no idea. I know what so that's the like. way I figured is uh, you very rarely have a chance to walk up to somebody and force them to tell you what they thought of your fucking gift. Yeah. <laughs> so I figured by picking House as the uh, film this week, I'm forcing Kyle to now tell me whether or not he liked my gift or not. Uh, I told, <laughs> Is that going to be part of the rating? I told you I liked my gift when you gave it to me. You know, but we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, you don't know if you liked it. No, that's the thing. Yeah, he. You're very, you're very true. Mike gave me this gift, and I was extremely excited to see it. But like, I don't know, like ninety percent of the new Blu-rays that I've purchased in the last year, I haven't had time to watch them. Yeah, no, yeah, I know what you're saying. It is, I know. Mike, I, I just, I just got like five more, and I, I just got, I just. But side note, I just like went on a mission and purchased nearly every single Godzilla movie on Blu-ray. I haven't watched a single one yet. But I got <laughs> Mike literally has spent the last two years avoiding Back to the Future of the animated series. That's a bad, that's <laughs> a bad gift. I have all I've seen that. <laughs> I watched it as a kid. Um, I haven't opened it yet. <laughs> <laughs> and let, let's say let, there's a, there's a running theme here. If anybody uh, listening to the show wants to know, I tend to get stuff I own uh, yeah, for I'm gifts. A... Let's see, Mike, uh, first year you got me a movie I already owned, right? On DVD, mind you, you didn't even get the Blu-ray version. You got the DVD. I did. Yeah, I don't remember. And then you returned it, and then got me a Criterion Blu-ray, yeah. and it showed up with a broken case, which was oh, just yeah, like was poetic, poetic justice. Yeah. And then uh, Cody got me um, a- another copy of Halloween Three on Blu-ray. That's right. There you go. Yeah. Did you yeah. buy yourself the first copy? Ryan got me the first copy. Oh, okay. Yeah, that Ryan's a real son of a bitch. And my, my brother, my brother knows best. You know, the thing is, it's like, how do you really know what people have? Like, I don't. I live with Mike. My collection is upstairs. I didn't, sure, I didn't even sure. think to look. I just assumed that he didn't have the film. Well, I was right though. This time I was right. You didn't have the film. It wasn't my fault that your brother bought the exact same gift no, on the yeah. same day. It was just coincidental. Yeah. So this is your first time watching it, then, Kyle. Yeah. Chris, was this your first time watching it? No, actually. Okay. What? <laughs> Mike, was it your first time watching it? No, no, I think you, you you popped open Kyle's <laughs> version first. Thickens. No, no. Well, after I, I had already opened after it. I bought the movie for Kyle, 
you know, and I was wondering, like, you know, did he like it or whatnot? <laughs> I was kind of like, well, maybe I should watch it. Maybe it fucking sucks. So, like, two or three months later, I, like, watched it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't think he... But I, he would have talked to me about this one if he I, hadn't seen yeah, it. Yeah, I would have. Yeah. Well, for sure, we would have had conversations. But I but I will say I had already opened it at that point. So oh, okay. Well, was, there you go. Yeah, you were I halfway there. I opened my gifts. You were halfway there. Unlike Mike. This is my first watch for it, so... You know, I was, uh, I, I didn't, I went into it not knowing anything about it. Let's go back to Chris, though. Because okay. how, is, <laughs> how is he the only one in the room that has seen this film? Well, no, wait, that's not true. I said no. I saw well, it. Well, you saw it like three months ago. When did you see it, Chris? That's, still... that's when I saw it, when you put it up on the server. And, and I saw it up there and I was like, I want to see what this is. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so I even predated that motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you did. Boom. The only reason I put it up on the server because he said he was going to, I, uh, he was going to pick it that yeah. week and he changed his mind. Okay. So. Well, I yeah, I saw it I up there it like and... a month before I said that. Yeah, but yeah. So whatever you saw, it. you're you're the best. So... You saw it first. <laughs> okay. I'm the best. I win the. I win. <laughs> I picked the film. The most I'm films. the winner. I'm the best host on this show. <laughs> I mean, to be to be honest with you guys, like I had never even like heard of this film before. I you know you would have said house to me. Uh, two weeks ago, you've never, but you've never, you've seen the cover, right? Oh, I'm sorry, key art. You've seen the cover key art. The right? only, no, the first time I saw it was on the on the server. Yeah, that was really? the first time I ever. That seen didn't it. look familiar. Is that to the original you? key art. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's so... the original no, that, key art. That, that might that's, be the Criterion. That's not. That's not. That's, that's Criterion. So. But I feel yeah. like that is so. Like I've seen it so many times I, in my life. I I was just thinking about the the one that was done uh, in America, uh, the that movie it, House. It, yes, with the with the hand going into the lock and it's oh, that's... it's ringing the doorbell. Yeah, or, oh, sorry, ringing the doorbell. No, that's yeah. what I thought too. Is the is the, the house with uh, um, yeah bull from uh, right? I, I believe that's the original key area. from Night Court. Yep, never <laughs> saw that. <laughs> that's the original key. Area. That one. I yep. mean, I've seen the, the never seen it. The the text. Yeah, but the one I know is the the yeah, orange cat. Place. Yeah, that's Criterion. Yeah, um, and I remember. I've, God, I feel like I've seen that a million times. No, I've ne- I've never seen well, it before. This is fun. This yeah. is going to be fun. So let's do this. Let's take a break. When we come back. Actually, you know what? Before we take a break, what are we gonna do? We're gonna do this. We're gonna go to plots with Mike. How? So, uh, yeah, it's about uh, like the, a group of teenage girls, high school girls. They're supposed to go on like a training session or some sort of like retreat uh, for school. Their professor's gonna go with them, and then all of a sudden, that kind of gets canceled. Uh, and one of the girls, uh, gorgeous, decides, you know what? I'm gonna do. Actually, I'm gonna reach out to my aunt. Um, and see if maybe I can hang out with her. Why does she do that? She does that because her mother has passed away, mm-hmm. and um, her father has now found a new girl, mm-hmm. and I guess she's just kind of spurned on, like, maybe she wants to reconnect with family. Mm-hmm. So she uh, writes... <laughs> I know what you're laughing at, Cody. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Not you. It's it's Kyle going, mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Agreeing with you. <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't you. It wasn't you, Mike. <laughs> All right, I thought I was telling. No, no, no. no. I, 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 I saw. I did it once, and then I saw Cody. He like made a face, so I did it again. And he started laughing. I was like, oh, I'm gonna, do, I'm gonna hit him with a third and see what happens. And I wasn't even looking at you. I, I was know. just looking at Cody, and so I was like, I see him breaking down each time. <laughs> with each, mm-hmm, Cody, so they go to a. Uh, so so she reaches out to her aunt, and she writes her a letter saying, "Hey, I want to reach out to you." And then the aunt writes her back and says, "Like, why don't you come on down to my cabin?" 
And she's like, great. And then now all of a sudden, like, the uh, retreat that these girls were going to go on is back on. And she's like, hey, let's all go to my aunt's house instead. And they're like, oh, let's do it. And the professor's like, cool. He says he'll come along, but he gets, like, caught up in a bucket. (laughs) Ass in a bucket. He does get caught up in a bucket. He's stuck in a bucket, so he can't make it. But he says he's going to catch up with them later. And the six girls, five girls, whatever, they go on to the aunt's house. Um, And when they get there already, like, you know, things are a little weird. I think that's putting it mildly. Uh, yeah, th- and things progressively get weird as the film goes they on. They get weirder and weirder and weirder, and, and and we'll just put it this way. The girls start just kind of getting picked off one by one. It's kind of like a common traditional horror movie that you would set up that you would think of, but it's it's the details that I think is what makes this movie fucking unique. <laughs> Execution. <laughs> yeah, the plot's oh, not man. really uh, hugely... Uh, no, no. Yeah, bunch of bunch of teenagers Unique. go to a haunted house. Yeah. They get offed one by one until pretty you're much. until you're le- left with the uh, the your, final girl. Yeah, it is right. your pretty typical like slasher story, yeah. ghost story, cabin in the woods sort of situation. Yeah, yeah. right. But batshit crazy. Yeah, and we'll talk yeah. about it when, when we, we come back. That's right, Mike. I did it when we come back. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about House came out in 1977. It was a Japanese film. This is not the, uh, if you're just tuning in. If you're just <laughs> tuning in. I love when you say that because you imply somebody hit play <laughs> yeah. and then scrubbed <laughs> forward like 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do that on podcasts all the time. How do you do that? I the reason I do the reason I do it is because a lot of them like I listen to which are wrestling podcasts. So like Stone Cold will go on for like ten minutes a story about his fucking dogs or or going to a ranch or some shit that I don't care. I'm just about. listening to Stone Cold tell a story about dogs <laughs> and it's making me laugh. And I just want I just want to hear the interview that he's doing. And I know there's going to be at least ten minutes of him telling a story in advertisements. Fast, I, I scrub up ten minutes forward. Boom. I know that's exactly when they start. So if you're just joining us. Yeah, so if you're just joining us. Okay, all right. I buy it. We're so talking wait, about house. Yeah. If we ever do the other house. Yeah. Like what are we going to how This how is do, like house 1977. Yeah, this house is called 1977. All right, house 1977. And I think it's pretty apparent in this film that it was done in 1977. <laughs> is it? Yeah. I, I was feel like there was surprised. definitely I feel like there was drugs going on, yeah? I thought it was yeah, yeah. but I thought it was later. I actually thought this was a later film. Uh, the, then when I saw it was nineteen seventy seven, I was like, hmm, I thought late eighties. Right. <laughs> I thought late eighties. Yeah, saw it, late eighties. Yeah. Late eighties. Yeah. I, I thought at least like eighty three or something. Eighty two or eighty three. I definitely think this is films maybe a little bit ahead of its time, but I don't know if it's like that 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 ahead of its time. I mean, what's ten years? Who gives a shit? Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, I don't maybe, necessarily... maybe six months ahead of its what, time. What parts did you guys think that made it seem like it was? Later than it was. Yeah. I just think the production in general was, was pretty solid. The like the way that it was shot and filmed. And I thought it was I thought it was swinging above its year, that's all. Yeah, I agree. I feel like the uh the special effects in it were I don't feel like, like the difference between eighty five and seventy seven is that big. Oh I do. Not for come on, for, for visual effects like they're using in this film? No. No, 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 okay, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Like, like you're, the I mean, blue screen effects, you mean? Yeah, yes. and even, oh, and yeah. even, even talking, even look at this film. It's, it, it has a lot of parallels to like Evil Dead Two. What year yeah. is that? Nineteen. Was that eighty six? 
uh, sounds about right. <laughs> 8586. Dude, I don't know about that. And one. like there's there's a scene directly in this movie that's almost like stripped straight out of this movie and put into Evil Dead with the blood flow. Oh my god. You know? Yeah. 1987 yeah. was Evil Dead 2. Right. And it and it there's there's parallels there. So I don't think in terms of physical effects, like this is how this is how we can we can age films, right? Is by looking at special effects. Well, practical effects, there's not a whole lot. I mean, you got no. you got a shit. You got you got a, a what a basic decapitated head. Looks like any other decapitated head, right? And visual effects. Visual effects didn't change from late '70s up until like '89 when they started doing actual digital effects. I guarantee you, it was prob this movie was probably uh, a huge experiment for like I think so too for special effect or for like uh, digital effects, for, like visual stuff. Yeah, for sure. I don't know though because like the uh, like just going off from what I've read that they, they basically you know approached this guy about making a movie like. Like Jaws, they wanted like a Jaws type film, mm-hmm. and this is w- what they got. Well, I think they were going for the spectacle. Like, like Jaws was a huge hit, and it translated into like it's like a it's like a th- spectacle to see this movie. So, this was this director's way of taking that you know that experience, the energy, or maybe the maybe. Well, yeah, because I mean, look, he missed the mark. If you're saying give me Jaws and he gives you this, maybe he missed the mark on paper, but. He can't kind of captures some tone, right? Jaws is a, basically like four people on a small, tight, small place. Like that, the set is the boat, you know. So you have a small set, everybody's crammed in there, different personalities clashing. It's a little far fetched, I understand, but I don't understand how it could have been that I'm making. But I think Jaws. I, yeah, I don't know. It's a different. Well, I different mean, culture, dude. and even in story, <laughs> even in story, I was gonna say, even in storytelling. I yeah. mean, it doesn't really mirror Jaws. I don't. You know think. that this uh, that somebody said this movie's hot. Give this guy some money. No, actually, they didn't. No, they. Okay. Uh, they no one wanted to. From what I understand, is no one wanted to direct this film. Like he wrote it, and then no one wanted to direct it. He wrote it actually with his daughter. Um, oh, I actually man. really that did makes this. a lot of his no, ten year old daughter. It totally makes sense because I yeah. I described this movie to Chris earlier as Spy Kids, but a horror film. It definitely has that vibe. Yeah. Yeah, like that's what I that's what I got. That's from a this. great way to describe it. If you want modern audiences to know what the hell we're talking about, yeah, no, because that's Scoob- we- it's it's literally it's it's literally Scooby Doo meets uh, Evil Dead Two. Yeah, meets yeah. I don't know, and insert some kind of or in the movie House <laughs> from the eighties. <laughs> yeah, but I, I guess no director wanted to direct this or, or was interested in directing this because they they feared it would end their career. And then I think it sat around for two years while he basically, like, I think promoted the film and went around and promoted Wait, the film. If his daughter mistaken. wrote it. Him she came up with a lot of the concepts for the the horror in in like the uh, the deaths and things like that. Okay, then like. Wait, so she was an influence. And I th- think she's the credited. script. She's not. She's not credited. She's just an influence. I, no, I think she might be credited. It says her name in it. Yeah, yeah I'm well, looking at it right now. That story go. by. Shigumi Obayashi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing I'm trying to figure out. Okay, how how was anybody like? I don't understand. Like she wrote a script. Like he wrote a script with his little little daughter, and yeah. then had a screenplay person do it, and then they were like, "All right, see if anybody else wants to direct it first, and then they went back to him. Yeah. Yes. Because is that well, what we're saying? Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the not everyone that writes a script's like, and I'm going to direct it. Yeah. No, 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 but I understand that. But it, it feels like if if Robert Rodriguez was just like sharp boy and lava girl, and was just like, you know what, let's give this to Scorsese. 
See if he wants to direct it. <laughs> I feel like if your kid writes something for you, it's kind of on you to fucking direct it, you know? Or, just, it's, or it's just on you to get it made. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Maybe this time it was a little different. Yeah, come on. 77, I think 76. he wanted to make it. Let's, let's transport ourselves to a different era. I, I think he wanted to make it, but I don't think they wanted him to make they it. They probably didn't want him to make it, and then everybody said no, and they're like, okay, now we do want you to make it. So he's like, yep. Yeah, because like this before. That's the, why I wrote like, it like this. There was something crazy about um, there, like how Ooh. they promoted this film and like how they got it because it was like he had put out like he had done a short film, but they did a manga before this movie came out. There was a novelization of the script. There was a radio drama. This is all to promote it, just to get them to make it. Okay, so this is like a passion project of this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So all right, it it wasn't like. Like this thing was, he was like, this was a blacklisted situation where the guy couldn't no. get anybody directed and it was never gonna. Like, I feel like this dude worked really hard to get it done, whether yeah, it was him or not him. anybody. <laughs> guess what? He, you know, good on, especially good on him because it became a fucking classic. Well, yeah. and also maybe, I mean, if the studio's producing the film or and, and even funding any of these ventures to like go per, to market this thing. Like they're gonna have a say in who directs the fucking movie, That's and then true. and then when that when nobody uh, accepts their offer, they're like, well, maybe we should give it to the guy who's passionate about yeah, it. Yeah. You know, like there's a conundrum right there in itself. Like, how do you advertise this film? How do you advertise it? Yeah, a like, horror movie. A horror yeah, movie. Yep. Well, it's, I, I would uh, like I, I, it's listed as this, and I would agree. I think it's a horror comedy. I agree. Well, I, yeah, I understand that, but so is like Evil Dead Two. Evil yeah. Dead Two is a horror comedy. As well. How do they yeah. promote that one? They don't well, I guess they the promote it as this like, the thing. Yeah, yeah. Evil this is the thing. They just uh, they promote it as a horror movie. Like here's a horror movie, and like you, if I'm if I'm a executive producer, you know, you just you lead with your best foot. You yeah. lead with the scenes of horror, and you let the audience experience the rest. But the scenes of horror in this movie are just so out there. That it's like I mean, there's a decapitated head uh, that you could show. Yeah, there's again, like, literally these, these were ideas that jumps were, in the air, flips up, yeah. and bites a girl in the butt. These were ideas that a ten year old came up with. You know, it's which makes sense. Once I read that, I was like, okay, yeah. So, that's where the playfulness comes in, and almost the absurdity yeah. of of yeah. this because. Let's face it. Like I think, actually, the the Toho was like, well, we've put out a lot of films that are just straight, you know, dramas or this or that, and those didn't work. Let's go fucking crazy well, and yeah. try something weird. I mm-hmm. think that's what they were going for. And it's the seventies. Oh yeah, you I know. feel like there was probably LSD involved with well, this see, movie. I feel like in seventy seven, well, LSD is probably out of out of out of. Uh... I don't know, man. I mean, that look the the films of the seventies from Japan are just they're they're out there and they're fantastic for that. But they are there's a lot out there, a lot of them that are just fucking high velocity, high energy, just crazy weird shit that's happening. Ultra violence, ultra drama, nudity, all that stuff. So, I mean, this definitely having seen the movies I've seen, this definitely stands out of the pact. I will say from what I've seen so far, because I haven't seen one that's quite this level of of nuts but i have seen other japanese horror movies or japanese films that that portray traditional japanese ghost stories mm. and they do have this certain sense of just what we think is kind of crazy or weird or hokey that's kind of a common theme in these films like um there's one um and i'm not going to go through a name off a bunch of them but i'm just saying like they tend to have like the floating head thing that's a common fucking theme it's usually a mask or some kind of facial thing floats through and attacks somebody that's a common theme in japanese mm. ghost stories and a lot of stuff is like 
culturally speaking, commonplace for them. Is that where it comes from in Mario? When the mask flies when you get the key in Mario No, that comes from the fact that Mario 2 is not Mario 2. Yeah, it's like a completely different game. Love that game. Love it. It does. Yeah, but there's also like, there's just, there's also some very, I don't know, like the weird choices that they made. Like at the beginning of the film, like it starts off very normal and then like deteriorates to weird really quick. Like it's like, okay, these are just two girls in a hallway. And then like they're hanging out and they're talking to their teacher as they're walking down, you know, who's got an arranged marriage. And uh, you know, normal shit. And then um and then it like it, it almost like builds the relationship through these weird camera shots. The weird montage, yeah. Yeah, between fantasy and gorgeous. And it like I I was like, oh shit, they're like in love. Like I thought they were at first I was like, oh, they're like because I'd never seen this movie before. I was like, oh, they're like they're doing it. No, no I that's didn't. what you thought. You thought they're going to yeah. go do it. I didn't think. No, that. I did not in any way, <laughs> I, shape, or form thought that they were in a relationship. I never thought together. doing it would happen in this film. <laughs> no, no, no. I thought they were like I, I, just from that, that, and then when it cuts out of that and goes kind of back I into think normal thing, zone again. Yeah, I think, because they did such a good job of building their relationship. They do love each other, not like that. They're like best friends. They're yeah. just best friends. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, but it, like how they express it is different from how Americans express it. Okay, I don't run up to Chris right, and rub my how, nose up against them. It's how you would express it. <laughs> Japanese schoolgirls, man. I don't know. They're yeah. trying yeah. to make them cute. I think. I don't know. You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> to me, it's uh, and I'm not familiar with the and culture. And it, to me, it's just it was like okay. And then when it went back to like the normal school life stuff, kind of going on, it was just like okay, that was just setting up that these are two very close friends that are you know. They 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 are, they are in love with each other. They do care about each other, mm-hmm. and you know I thought it would be more about. And that's the other weird turn I felt like this movie took in the plot too. Where it's like, okay, it's going to be about those two, but then it adds all these other girls for cannon fodder. Cannon fodder. I, mean, I I don't know, but if I would say cannon fodder, I wouldn't say cannon fodder. Yeah, kung fu was, was doing the most no, kung no. fu. <laughs> <in. laughs> kung fu was badass. No, no, I I mean just what I meant by that is just like you know they were I, like I knew right away these girls are these girls are going to be the ones that die. Yeah, but I, but here's well, the thing. Them, but here's the yeah. thing. Cannon cannon fodder though, like in a traditional American horror film sense, is this is a character that I'm not going to invest much time telling you about, teaching you about, or getting you to care about. And and I would say if there's one girl of the pack, it would be Mac, but that's only because she, she dies, dies the f- she dies yeah. first no, and I she like, dies soonest in it. But I still learn about, no, I still no, no. love her as a character. No, no, that's the thing too. I, I don't disagree with you. Like that, this this movie does a beautiful job of setting up each one of these girls, even through their names. But that I think that I fucking helps. love the names. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that helps because that sets up who they are as a character. You instantly know because of their names. Oh, Melody, she's the music one. Mm-hmm. Professor, mm-hmm. she's just the fucking smart one. Like yep. <laughs> it's so you're like okay, I know. Which stereotype you are supposed to be, or yes, like what and, 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 and honestly, I, I will say like that's you know bullseye fucking writing on his part. Inter- oh, I agree. If you want if you want to make a film that's a little more internationally successful, you know, make culturally make it a little easier for your audiences to know just, what's going on. I just love that it's like the names that they chose for these characters. Like yeah. it's like to me that's like you could. If you remade that today and you had characters with all these like different names in them, I think that would just make the movie like that much cooler. Yeah, it's Wait, like I it's don't like... know. It didn't sucker sucker punch wasn't great. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't terrible. Uh, <laughs> you did, I feel like you cried when you said that a little bit cried. on the inside. Yeah, Wait, no, I sucker. Is that the Zack Snyder movie? Yeah, did I, they have weird names in it. Like fucking. I don't know uh, if they had weird names, but uh, give the material this... to somebody who will do it right. You know. I don't know what they're doing. Oh! 
But they all have these names that set up their characters and who they are, basically. Yeah. Which is brilliant because yeah, you do did. feel like you instantly connect with these girls and yeah. you know them right away just because of their names. I couldn't figure the Mac one out until I read it. Is stomach? In, but they do stomach say they, they do. They also say it in the movie too. Oh, they she do? eats yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I understood that. Yeah, I didn't no, get no, the. I didn't get the reference it. to Mac. Though. She explains at it first. To I thought aunt. it was. She explains it to the aunt in the kitchen. I really uh, thought it, at Mac. first it was a, uh, a McDonald's reference. I right. did too. I was like, I was like, did the Big Mac come out? Doing the Mac tonight? Not that at all. Yeah, and then I believe it's. Yeah, Mac. You got Professor. Is is it fantasy that was? In love with fantasies, in love with the professor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mr. or I'm no, sorry, no, the, pre- the with with the, the teacher. teacher. Yeah, the teacher. Yeah. yeah. So she's she's like, and I love that they all have powers too, and I love that they state that they all have powers. Like, and they state that at the beginning when they're waiting for to they're waiting to go on their initial uh, trip. They and all have powers. Maybe I didn't catch on to that. Yeah, she's because like, like, she she they describe it as that's her power or that's her ability. Oh, Fantasy's okay. ability is to like create these huge crazy worlds that she can kind of exist in like and like kung fu's power is fighting and huh kung fu this sounds like a very 10 year old thing to do and that's what i liked about like professor's ability was her intelligence and her logical approach to things and so on and so forth and they they specifically state that which is another character trait that i fucking loved about this movie I like, how, I like how gorgeous his ability is just like you're, you're putting on makeup. <laughs> it's like, Probably putting on makeup much. like she always is. It's like yeah. it's like everybody has a special power and it's just like, oh, and then there's like, you know, it's gorgeous. Who's like, we only keep it around because her dad is apparently oh. a better composer than Morricone. <laughs> you think about it, though, they all like want to kind of be her in a sense. Like, yeah. they yeah, all they like, do. They she's definitely in the center her. of the pack. Yeah. yeah she's like the leader. To until some they, and yeah, until they, they, Get taken to that awful, awful house. Yeah, until they find out the leader's got you know skeletons in their because, closet too. Literally, because of be- beautiful <laughs> slow mo that also mom. sell watermelons. Yeah, <laughs> you, you heard that one? No, I didn't. What? Hear it. I said because of beautiful. God damn it! What? I said because beautiful slow mo stepmom is where oh, she goes. Oh yeah, which is like windblown. Yeah, step-mom. I loved it. Mm. I absolutely loved it. When it happened, I was like, "Her scarf's always oh waving." Oh my god, I love this, and I hope it continues. And it does throughout the whole film. Yeah, I, I'll never you, lets me down. I'll tell you what I fucking loved. I loved that scene where they doing the backstory, and they made it like a World War Two. Uh, oh yeah, like I was they watching a like war film, millimeter, oh, yeah, sixteen yeah. millimeter war yeah, yeah. film. Yeah, so fucking cool, man. I thought that was a really smart way of showing me showing me a backstory without making it feel canned. And did, right. was, and they're like commenting like, "Oh no, he's going off to war." Do you now. think they were uh, like improvising that? I don't know if they were. I don't know. I don't know. It didn't. It didn't feel canned, and it felt really loose. But I don't know. It's too hard to say. Yeah. Which is, which is good. Good it job. It feels like the dialogue was so yeah. random. Like yeah, oh, like they're just like the oh, corner. they're leaving now. <laughs> you know? It was them. yeah. It was like they were watching a movie. Yeah. Like it was like the characters, the girls are watching. This film happening within the film, right? Meta, dude. Meta. Totally meta. Yeah, it was meta. Yeah, that World War Two flashback <laughs> was great. It was. <laughs> no, it really, it, it really was. It, but it's you know it catches you off guard and it kind of tells you what you're in for, right? It does. I mean, you, you didn't like, know what you're in for before that. I Visually mean, wise, I think I didn't quite know all the places this film yeah, would go. Yeah. No, no, this no. is the thing. This is the thing. I, Mike asked me. He asked me, "Have you have you actually watched that movie yet?" And I was like, "I haven't." And he's like, "It's weird." So that was the night I downloaded it and put it on the Plex server, and I pressed play and I watched the first five minutes, and then I came downstairs. And I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" He's like, "I know, right?" What made you say what the? Fu- oh, was it just the slow mo? Just in the first five minutes, you have 
the her her like dressed as a ghost. She comes out. She comes into a freeze frame already walking. So weird. Then the girls have that weird. The, the girls have the weird uh, montage where they're walking home yeah. together. And then when Gorgeous gets home and and f- meets Dad, and it gets weird again when Dad's like, "And this is going to be your new mother." Oh, yeah. And it's like this slow mo with the scarf, and it's like the fucking line. She's a she designs jewelry, and she, surprisingly enough, she can cook as well. So <laughs> I was like, "What is this?" So well, see, but yeah, and that's fine. Like I thought maybe it was just a cheesy Japanese movie, like just I don't know that they're, they're maybe they're trying to make like a soap opera kind of teen movie or something. But but where it goes, I feel like yeah. definitely caught me off guard, especially with a lot of the editing choices. Once yeah. the once the cat shows up. <laughs> Shit really just starts changing. Yeah, it, it, it starts going straight bedlam. Yeah, <laughs> after a while. I mean, it's like, I mean, I don't know, like that. The, even even the, the way the teacher gets stuck in the bucket, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? <laughs> like spinning around, yeah. like yeah. animation, yeah. stop motion kind of yeah. situation. And it was <laughs> like, <laughs> some little kid is like playing the fucking drums on drums his ass. Drums on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> And you're like, he's like calling him up, like, I don't think I can make it. I, when I saw that, I was just like, oh, where's it going to go from here? Like, yeah. yeah, I know like, that threw me so off. I was like, what the f- wait? Okay. And I was laughing at it, but yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, this is like a like, fucking Benny Hill skit yeah, or something. Because I, again, I knew nothing about this film like at all. So I'm thinking, like, okay, wh- horror movie. And I'm like, this, but there's funny stuff on he, in here, and I definitely can tell it's done on purpose because I mean, look at the way it's shot. Yeah. It's literally shot in like stop motion. So I'm like, this is definitely done on purpose. And I'm like, but where is it gonna go scary? <laughs> like, how do you recover? How do you go? How do you go from bucket on ass to scary? <laughs> <laughs> Cody, Cody, it's all about that roller coaster, man. Yeah, it's that roller coaster ride. I mean, there are some scary things in this film. There are some moments that I thought were yeah. like that's that's actually creepy. Her stuck in the clock. It was kind of disturbing. Yeah, yeah that her one's... stuck in the clock. Yeah, that was creepy. The I thought the beginning half of the piano part was creepy when it first cuts her fucking hands off and she just starts like oh yeah laughing. Yeah. I'm just like ooh Jesus, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with Dude, her? We've all like has Love anybody it. else had that fear though of like playing the piano and having the the lid no snap no. down on your fingers no nope. did you grow up with a piano in your house i my aunt had one. Oh, okay yeah. yeah none of us our pianos didn't have keys didn't have covers that came down no our pianos just had dust just on open them. keys so just I, dusty keys i thought all keys pianos had covers yeah i thought so if it's too. a casio Oh, okay, not, well, not a Casio. That's not a Casio Five Six. That's not a piano, Kyle. Yeah. It's a keyboard. Uh, but yeah, no. If you you you're familiar with this piano thing? Yeah, no. I like my parents. Yeah, I know. Like a, yeah. We I think we know what a, what a, what, a, what a key cover is. Yeah. So the key cover thing. Well, obviously you never have because you did not fear it like I did because I those things. You ever hear someone slam those things? Fucking yeah, they're really loud. They're also <laughs> covered yeah. in felt in the bottom, so they don't slam the wood. I, I guess I I felt like it would hurt, but I don't think it would ever. Yeah, I don't like, think I would ever chop my. But I. As a kid, I've thought about it, so I can relate. I can see to it. This I one. can see. I can see what somebody. I was more relating to like hand in the fucking garbage disposal last week than <laughs> than piano key hand fingers cutting. Yeah. Was it head in the well? Wasn't head that in the one? well? Head in the well didn't get me either. No, head in the well didn't. I didn't no, grow up with a well on, on, my, like on my property. Head, that made me laugh so hard though. That I, head flying see, out I, of there, dude. Yeah. I think head was the first when I when I kind of like the head flying thing and happening. I was like, okay, this is. 
Because at first I'm thinking, okay, this is like this is going to be an art. I again don't know anything about this film. I'm like, okay, just seeing just the way how dramatically things are shot, slow mo a lot, you know, soft lighting, this kind of stuff with the painted backdrops. Um, I'm thinking, okay, we got. I'm watching a Japanese art film. You know, it's Criterion Collection. I'm watching a Japanese art film. This is what I'm watching. And then when the head comes out and literally does uh, fucking nine flips in the air, lands on her butt, bites it, and then, like, jumps back on <laughs> and, like, laughs at her and then says her name, um, that's when I was like, okay, I'm in for some shit's gonna about to get weird. Like, real <laughs> weird. Like, it was weird before, but now this is, like, this is, okay, this is out there. There's like, also... Uh, it's also another cool thing. It's like weird, but like also kind of cool. Was there's a lot of shit going on in the background of this film of weird shit happening. Like that skeleton is like yeah, always yeah. like just clapping kind of creeping the song. in the back. There's actually a scene where like they get water from the well and one girl drinks it and it's clear that the water is blood red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. she doesn't notice. And they, no one notices. Like yeah. even the way they shoot the they me like, shoot it. Yeah, it's like you have to if you blink you miss it. Oh yeah, no. There's a lot of weird yeah. shit, just fucking funky ass shit going on, like all over this film. Yeah, there's layers throughout the entire frame. Oh, with the editing too is like you'll because you'll have like a hard editing stop, then like a frame of something, and then it will pick right back up where that uh, mm-hmm. that cut was, yeah. and you're like, wait, what was that? What was that? Like, I don't even know if this film has an editing style. It is literally all over the fucking board in this, like. Like, I don't know that there was, like, even, like, any rhyme or reason to it. It was just so chaotic. It was, like, almost like a collage of of scenes and shots and things that he captured during the filming of this. But yet it has a linear story. Yeah, it it really does. It has a very simple linear story, too. Like, that's the thing. That's what I I enjoyed about it. Like, it was kind of chaos, but it still kept pace with the linear story. And then it, it, I don't know if it gave mood to to the story though like as far as like okay i'm supposed to be feeling this at this time or this at this time because it always felt somewhat fast-paced and chaotic there was never really except for slow-mo i think maybe i think the mood i think the mood side of it yeah wasn't as present or might be just it might just be like a bit of a cultural disconnect i didn't feel it either but i see elements where they're trying to drive it they're trying to drive some kind of emotion home but it's so high on acid, it's hard to understand what emotion they're trying to get across to you. Yeah, because, well, I mean, there's there's the gorgeous scene where she looks into the mirror and then she sees herself as her aunt. And, and, then, and then her face crumbles into fire. Can we, right. Can, so, we, can I just say this real quick? One of my favorite no. effects in this movie... <laughs> no, sorry to interrupt. Say that at all. One of my favorite effects in this movie is just that, that mirror breaking. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking good. Yeah, it's really, good. Sorry, it's really cool. Um, yeah, um, I feel like there was something going on with that. Like they were trying to say, mm-hmm. make a connection that like yeah. she was going to be the next person to like take over her aunt because she's seeing herself in the reflection as her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I actually always took. I I don't know. I took this. I took that part as like I feel like the aunt was responsible for the mom's death in some way. Because I mean, they don't explain this film until like the fucking very end. Yeah, it it really is like okay. So why did all these people die? Okay, so here's how it goes. My aunt is really a ghost. She's been dead this whole time. She's been waiting for her husband. She eats girls. Unmarried girls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, well, then that explains everything, I guess. You know, it's like... Yeah. Well, does it explain everything? Because the no. ending of this film, like, the fire engulfs the married woman, Re- the married woman, and I thought she could only eat No, unmarried. she's not married yet. They were, yeah, they she's not married yet. Yet. They were talking oh, about it. Yet. They yeah. were talking about getting married, yep. 
I thought the same thing too, and I was like, oh well, no. They said that this is this is going to be your. And new what mom. a weird the setup that is too. They just like walk into that room and sit on pillows and stare at each other like very lovingly and weird. Well, no, that's a very come on. That's a very that's a They're very bonding. That's a very traditional Japanese. See, you can't say come on when I'm not familiar with Japanese culture. Well, I'm telling you now. That's a very traditional like Japanese way of greeting somebody. You see it in Japanese films all the time. But you could tell the thing that you always see in these scenes is there's always somebody who has a sinister agenda and you know you always know who has a sinister agenda before you get shown this scene. So that's where tension is. That's where that's where filmmakers make tension. Gotcha. Gotcha. You're like, what the fuck's gonna happen? Is that ain't her? Yeah, yeah, with her pushing those doors open her. and shit. Like, I I was like, what is she doing? Is yeah. she opening it up or closing it? And then like, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. I it, like those long shots because it was a long. It was a long shot designed to build tension. It was the same same thing as if you were to watch a spaghetti western and you know, you know uh, Leon Sergio Leone would do this just long fucking pan shot to really establish tension and mood and all this stuff. It's kind of the same thing that happened in this one, which I liked that end scene. That end scene was batshit crazy, but at the same time, it, I thought it was I thought it was a beautiful way of capping off the wife-to-be story because I was like, oh, yeah. what the fuck is going on with this one? Where is she at? And the, and the daughter eventually, even though it's not technically her anymore, technically she still gets her revenge for not wanting her to be the new mom. And she still gets to... Gets to have a say in that matter, and she ends it. Oh, that's really good. I didn't even pick up on that, but that's true. Mm -hmm. That's really good. That's good insight. I didn't pick up on that. I was with Kyle. I was just wondering. (laughs) I was wondering how they they, where they got all them bananas. (laughs) (laughs) Right. That part made me fucking laugh. And then just at that point, I was just like, "Come on!" That had to be a joke. Bananas. (laughs) I know. Watermelons. No. (laughs) Bananas. Who do you guys? Who was your favorite character in this film? Let me ask you that. Oh, hands down, Kung Fu. Oh, Kung Fu. yeah. God damn it. She was cool is it shit. Hard not, it's so hard not to pick Kung Fu. Kung Fu is bad fucking yeah, ass. Yeah, she's awesome. Every I, time she does something, it's like... She even dies like a badass. Like, she goes to do a fucking jump kick through a fucking picture of a cat, gets cut in half. Yes! And she and her lower half is still dedicated to fucking taking it out. She's and still she dedicated to the, the kick. kick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... And I was like, that was the part... Where when I first saw it, I was kind of like, don't die, don't die, don't. Like, I didn't want her to die. Yes. Like, I was just like, is she going to be like the new, like, if she took over the film right now, I'd be super cool with this. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And then I was like, she's going to die. And I knew in the back of my head, she's going to die. I just didn't think it was going to be as fucking badass as that. Yeah. And it almost, like, redeemed it all. Like, all right, that's fucking cool. Yeah, I thought I was so <laughs> sad. I was like, she's gone forever. And then all of a sudden, I don't know where her legs come out, come, come are still flying through the air towards the cabbage. I was like, yes! <laughs> Kung Fu's legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to like Kung Fu. I feel like the most probably the forgettable one is Sweet, but she did when but she dies by all the pillows. Yeah, oh, yeah. she is. Yeah, she definitely is. I forgot death, she, her name uh, actually. But she turns does she turn into a baby? She what turns into it? a doll. Or a doll, doll. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and no, well, no, isn't she the one that gets ground up in the uh, the walls and stuff? No, she gets hit by the 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 bedding. By the bedding, yeah. she gets turned into the doll because they they d- peel all the walls back and then you. Who gets grinded up on the wall? Um. Fuck. Who is it? Professor? No. Professor's no, the one that professor d- drowns. She, she's the drowns. naked one in the right. pool. She's the one that like the can pops up and like bites her. Maybe it is sweet. I th- I thought that's what it was, is that maybe it was maybe she goes sweet, I'm sorry. Yeah, because she sees her in the clock. As I understood it, sweet was the one she that harmony? idolized. Was she harmony? Or is that one? No, Melody, Melody was that's the a girl piano. that played the piano. That was the one who was eaten by the piano. Gorgeous <laughs> is the girl that gets taken over. Yeah. Fantasy is the girl that 
is survives the final girl, the final girl and yeah. that's it. And it's sweet. And, and, sweet, and Mac. Sweet. And Mac that dies Mac, in the beginning. Gung Fu. Yeah. yeah, then that was that was her. And she yeah. doesn't die from pillows. She just gets transported into a clock I where she gets like chewed up. ground up into the clock because I know that... I just thought her soul was trapped in the clock. Could I be. thought the clock was going to play a bigger role because they make a point to... Bring in the very beginning the of the film. film, they're like, that sounds like a big clock. Implying like now later in the film, you're like, oh, this clock is kind of part of this whole house thing. Yeah. And yeah. I thought it was going to play a bigger role. Like that's that's where all the souls are being contained and stuff. But they only really showed one girl over there. But... That was a rough. That was a rough. Yeah, she was. She was the most forgettable for sure, though. See, I didn't think so. Who? <laughs> Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, I didn't care. Like, she, I, I think because the, if everybody has a power, I didn't know what hers was. Other she's than being sweet, kindness, idolizing the shit out of kung fu, which is no, she's kindness. I mean, I guess. I guess. Yeah, she was doing nice things. She was cleaning the whole house. I like she professor volunteered that. That's right. That's I'd right. say professor's yeah. my. Professor. I fucking love cool. professor. I'd say professor's my second favorite. Yeah. I like Professor. How about you, Chris? Yeah, Kung Fu for sure and Professor. But I also, I enjoyed watching Gorgeous, like, in her story. Yeah. You know, so I, I wouldn't say she's, like, oh, I don't like the most, you know, true, just character. But, like, I, I liked her on screen. Mm-hmm. I don't dislike any of the girls in this in this movie. That's the thing I liked about this movie, too. Is like, I, I, like, Sweet was the most forgettable. She was always just cleaning. But, like... Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't say I didn't... I disliked... But I liked every one of these girls, like, as far as, like, I was like, I don't yeah. want any of you In terms die. of, like, <laughs> if I'm looking at the the cast as a whole, like, honestly, the, the only ones that I didn't like were the two males, was the was the oh, teacher God. and the dad. Like, yeah. get the fuck out of here. Oh, and the watermelon guy. I'm like, think... these are the most irritating characters <laughs> in this fucking movie. Think, I don't think the dad was that bad. No, he's, he's barely he's, in the film. He's though. barely in it. Yeah. And he's not. Rem- he's not memorable in any way. Yeah, but he, his character doesn't really call for it. I thought, although, although I, I will say he has that one fucking line at the beginning, which like I thought was like that's like a stupid reference, but where he's like he gets he just got back from his film that he was working on in Italy, and I was like, how was the film? Great. Sergio Leone said I was better composer than Marcone. I was yeah. like, what? Oh. Oh, I don't it. know. I guess that was supposed to be a, like a filmic joke. Or something. Yeah, a filmmaker joke. Ha <laughs> ha! Jabbed you a little there. All I actually like the, the stepmom. I like the stepmom too. I thought she was like she wasn't in it very much, but like oh, even the aunt was great. Yeah, I yeah. thought yeah, pretty much everybody in here. And, and actually, isn't it like a fact that most of the people were not actually trained actors? In None this? of the girls were trained yeah. actors. So that's even more impressive yeah. to me. No, I agree. And it wasn't like, and I was, I wasn't under the impression that they were untrained actors until I read that later on. Like, I didn't I, think so. I didn't yeah. pick up on it at all. I wasn't like, oh, these girls are terrible. Like, no, I was, I was like, these girls are good. Like, they're good. Like, and feel like the style of the film kind of lends them. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it's so, it's so heavily layered on that I don't even think you could do a bad performance. No, nah, you, you've never, you never acted in a low budget film before, Michael. Dead, but no, no, it's never. <laughs> and I have. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, you've never acted in a low-budget Chris Willenbrecht film. That's, <laughs> no, I think I have as well. I might have been one. I don't know. I'm not here to promote your shit. I'm here to talk about <laughs> House. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think every one of them was... It, it felt like I was watching a cartoon, I guess is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Dude. So it was kind of hard to... The description on this movie is Scooby-Doo meets Evil Dead 2. And it makes me wonder yeah. how many times Samurai saw this movie before making Evil Dead because the head itself becoming a thing, mm-hmm. like a floating head, buckets of spraying blood and shit. Yeah. Like, 
different objects in the house moving on their own and stuff. Like, there's just a lot of weird, chaotic elements in this film that fucking pop up in Evil Dead. Stop motion. Yeah, yeah. Stop, motion stop motion. Like, so I mean, I'm just like wondering, like, is he on, has did did he was this an influencer on on Sam Raimi this film? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know if we'll ever know. Unless somebody asks him. Hey, he does might, anybody listening to the show know Sam Raimi? You should ask he him. He might have done an interview and mentioned it. Like, well, what are the what are the Evil Dead movies called in uh, Italy? This is Spain. Spain. What in are they Spain? Called? In Spain, they're called La Casas. That's a house. House. <laughs> house. La Casa House. <laughs> is that a house. Yeah, they're called they're called House in La Casa Two, which uh-huh. is Evil Dead One and Two, and then La Casa Three is House Two, the second story. And then it just gets really confusing after that. <laughs> there's okay. like eight there of them. Uh, let's talk a, just a little bit uh, from the technical aspect. I think it, yeah. uh, I yeah. want to go into that a little bit. Um, this movie is shot so fucking well. It's really weird. It's. I thought it was shot beautifully. I don't know if it, I would say it's shot well. I, I think it was. It's just like there's stylistic cho- choices. For yeah, almost well, every I mean, shot. As I'm saying it's. There's so many weird stylistic choices all over the place. I wouldn't call it like a cinematic beauty. Like it's <laughs> not know. like there's beautiful it's, shots it's, it, everywhere. in its own unique way. I think it is. Yeah, definitely. No, like, no, I understand what you're saying. I just like when you when you say like something is no. shot well, I always look at it as like. What's the camera composition like? What like what do they yeah, do? What do they even, ga- capture? Even in this speaking, frame? even speaking in those terms, though, I think compositionally speaking, I think a lot of the shots are on fucking point. Like there, there was enough. There was enough. There was enough interesting stuff happening in frame, and the shots are framed up well. It might not have been sprawling cinematic landscapes that we're looking at, or sh- or, or these long, dramatic tracking shots that exist in this film. But I think overall, this film is shot well. It's lit beautifully. And the editing is fucking like it's it's an acid trip, but it works really well for this well, movie. Well, and there's a lot of good stylistic choices as far as the production design goes too. Like the production design, mm-hmm. I feel like is the the, the hero. The mats, the mats Absolutely. were f- beautiful. The backdrops oh, of the setting sun and shit, like oh my oh, god, it just clouds. And then like not only that, like her bedroom with like the roses, like mm-hmm. well, like wallpaper, yeah, or painting, like that was just sick as hell. That whole room was cool as hell. Um, when that whole room fills up with fucking blood water, <laughs> yeah, the house itself is very interesting. <laughs> like, great. The, 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 that is like the like honestly the, the the true hero to this, and then the fucking score is amazing. Well, I agree with everything you said. The score is great, also, but I'm sorry, dude. I got so fucking sick of hearing that song by the end of it. Which I was one? like. The, the piano Fu song or the, the piano. piano song? Yeah, I was like, like, how many different ways can they play this song? Like, I, yeah. I don't dislike it. I just think that was just overdone. I feel like I feel like every character had their own like weird like theme song in it. That's how it felt. Hmm. I, feel, I feel like a, the a soundtrack consisted of, song, of like five songs that <laughs> just kept getting played over and over and over again. That, that the the theme particularly. Yeah. yeah, the only one I heard over and over was the piano and that melody learned how to play, and that was like the one that notice... apparently got the whole house going. Mm-hmm. You didn't yeah. know the, the, the kung fu song? I've been I've been whistling it like the whole time at when we've been cutting off. No, what is it? It's just it's How's just it anytime it's like do 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 and it just keeps going like going over and over and over and it's anytime a fight happens okay like it she jumps into the thing and then all of a sudden the song starts playing 
Eh, didn't I didn't notice it honestly. The only one I noticed was the piano one. Right. Huh. All right. Well, there yeah. we go. Anybody, anything else technical we want to talk about? <laughs> I, I was going to talk about the stop motion. I thought that it was... Oh, yeah, we didn't even touch on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think all of that was done really, really well because it's, like, not smooth. Mm-hmm. You know, stop motion, like, I'm assuming the goal of stop motion is try to make it look as smooth as possible, try to make, a, like, a spider look like it's walking. But this one, it was, like, it's not smooth at all. It's like they took three frames and they just kept re- repeating them over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Yeah. Like, it was fucking weird. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Anybody else want to comment on that? Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the stop motion, I thought... I was trying to think. I'm trying to picture scenes in my head. I, I think it was... The piano pro- was the one that I remember the most. With the blue the limbs just oh, with flapping the fucking, around. With the mouth flapping open and shit yeah. with the piano. And then she says something like, this is naughty or something. <laughs> yeah, I did a lot of, like, looping and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, I got a George... Uh, what is it? Millier's? Like the the guy who did a trip to the moon and yeah, yeah, and okay. he did a bunch of other films too, like he was really creative with this this kind of thing like heads floating and you know creating this really campy comedy kind of horror, you know back in like when it was silent films and I I don't know I just saw a documentary about him and now seeing this film I was like dang I bet you there's some influence there oh, I'm certain yeah all right so what do you say we rate this mammer jam sounds sounds great all right Mike so what are we rating it. I think we're going to go with watermelons, especially these these watermelons are huge in this film. Can I just talk about it? They're yeah. perfectly round yeah. watermelons. Are they real? I don't know. I mean, probably not. I feel like you're talking about booze, but I know you're not. I'm not. Like, I'm not even trying to be gross about it. Yeah. Like, every, every time I see the watermelon in this film, I'm like, why? It's like, looks a, too perfect. It's so perfectly now, round. It's like I, now, every time he says watermelon, all I can think about is boobs, and it's making me laugh. Okay. <laughs> no. So, ra- I, so we're rating this sucker watermelon. So, we're rating so the butt buckets. Get ready. Right? <laughs> all right. So, uh, let's start with, let's go with Kyle. I thought you were going to go with you this time. Mm, well, I felt like Kyle. Yeah. I thought it was going to be you for sure. No, with Kyle. I think I think you should lead us off, Cody. <laughs> I'll lead us off. I think yeah. I can lead us off. That's fine. I'll go first. I don't give a fuck from the streets. Fucking throw down. Yeah. Oh, now he's throwing down. He's going. He's not uh, nervous. I, nervous. No, I actually said this the the other day to Chris. This is probably the first Criterion film that we did that I actually enjoyed. Um, this is probably the um, the first Japanese film that we've done that I enjoyed. I actually love this movie. I thought this movie was fantastic. It's beautifully shot. It's crazy as hell, and it's fun. Like you know, I laughed throughout the whole thing. You know, Criterion doesn't make films, right? Whatever. Like, they're not. Making yeah, they're just, they're just just replacing. No, it's just a, it's <laughs> they're just a, releasing films. No, I know they release films that I more mo- don't enjoy. Like, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. I'm gonna find you some Criterion films. I would you're fucking one. love. I okay. did. I just right. found did you one. like Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Yeah, that's a good. Did movie. you like Royal Tenenbaums? Yeah, that's all. Yeah, yeah those are all Criterion. Yeah, it's all the same films. director too. Uh, those are all the same directors. Just saying. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut Anyways. you off. Go on. But no, no, I actually love this film. The hard, th- the thing that, about this film is it's easy to describe the plot, but to describe the film in, in itself is not an easy task to do. I think we've proven that today. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if you've seen this movie before, you you'll probably catch on to what we're saying. But if you haven't, it's going to sound like a jumbled mess, and I apologize. That's a terrible podcast. <laughs> but if you've seen it before, you love it. So, um, I, I think I'm going to have to go with a 4.5 on this. This I, I really enjoy this movie. I actually want to own it, and I, I will watch this movie again, just because it's so creative. Just, it, like, it blew, it blew, I don't know. Like, I watched this, and I was like, this kind of blew my mind. Is like what you can do, especially with editing as a filmmaker, um, and just have this crazy fast-paced editing, but also have, like, just a well well put together story as far as like a to b Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? Like, and not make it feel too disjointed. Whereas, like, I can't follow this linear story. I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed this film. 4.5. Kyle. <laughs> you make me go now. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this film. I'm glad I own it. Thank you, Mike, for that. You're welcome. I knew you'd love it. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> took a get, took a gamble, and you gambled correctly. Um, yeah, this is the first time I'm seeing this movie, and um, you know, it's funny because a lot of stuff I've read about this movie doesn't do it justice in the slightest. And and what's funny is now after seeing it the first time, I read a I read a review. Or I read, or yeah, I read some 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 article that was written about it. But it, was, it was described as Scooby Doo meets Evil Dead, and I was like, "Oh, I get the Evil Dead part for sure." So I guess it's like an Evil Dead mystery film of some sort. But actually, seeing the movie, this is Scooby Doo in like you know real life and Evil Dead and like a horror movie in a cabin in the woods kind of a type thing. And it has the batshit craziness that you can do with a cartoon or, or something, but in actual film. Like, and I love it. I absolutely love it about about this movie. This movie was a fucking joy to watch. There were some parts that were uh, a little out there, and some parts I would say that were just a touch slow. But the movie itself, overall, just is balanced and is like an acid trip from start to finish. And yeah, for an experimental film, this is probably one of my favorites out there, so I will give this a four. Chris! I like this film. I do like this film, but oh. it took work for me to like this film. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so I watched this once before. Uh, you know, I just, just picked it up. on my. I saw it on the servers, said, I'm going to try it out. I don't, you know, maybe it's a Japanese film I'll actually, like, get into, because I'm not, you know, Asian cinema is not my thing usually. And I, I remember being sucked in, but also a little bit confused. Like when, that, when I watched it that time, I was a little half in, half out of it. I didn't really digest it, you know, everything that was going on. Um, going back and watching it this time, I definitely fell asleep uh, during the first half of it. You fall asleep during every movie, Chris. No, I haven't in a long time. This was one that I, I, I de- it put it me right the to cycle. sleep. Hold on, let me ask you this question: When you watched it, did you have that new couch thing up in the in the no. movie? Okay, all right. no. Well, he's... I was very uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. Very uncomfortable. You just debunked me. So. <laughs> yeah. so, I fell asleep. All right, so I picked it up again, and I watched it like basically like like three quarters of the movie from that point. And I read about it in the meantime too, because I wanted to really understand it. I wanted to know if there was something like deep behind this movie. And I still don't know if there is, but I can tell you after all this time invested, I can, this is a good movie. Like this movie is really creative. It's really inventive. Um, like I don't necessarily think the writing is anything spectacular. I do love the character development, and I like the, of course, the production is is really cool to watch. It almost, you know, it has like a, a cheap look to it in some parts, but I think that works for the charm of the film. Um, and, uh, you know, it's got some interesting history being co- co-written by a 10-year-old. You know, that kind of puts a little, puts it into perspective for you is how crazy and zany this movie gets. Um, I'm going to give it a 3.5, and I think that could go up um, the fact that I've already pretty much watched this movie like two and a half times and I'm like, I could watch it again is a good thing. So yeah, 3.5 for now, uh, watermelons, but, um, I highly recommend it if you want to see something wacky and totally psychedelic. Mike. Yeah. So this film's like really hard to review, right? Because it's like, it's really hard to relate it 
to any other film that I can think of, like on a spectrum, right? Like it's tough for me to really kind of place it in anything. The only way I can describe this film is like it's it's an event. It's like going to see Captain EO or something. It's like like you go to it's an experience. It's not really like you said, like we've all talked about, it. like the, the the story is nothing new, you know? But like it's the way this film is constructed and how how bizarre it all is that really just makes you kind of feel like you're you're really you feel this film, you experience this film. It's it's a trip, you know? You know, now that I've seen these films like relatively close together, you know, twice, like I didn't get bored at all, man. I'm still transfixed by this film, man. Like when I'm when this thing gets turned on, I'm always like, holy shit, man. Like I'm just sucked into it, hmm. so um, I gotta give this a four. I just think that this is just a fantastic film, and I would recommend it to anybody. Um, and you're right; it's hard to explain because there's just nothing out there like it that I can think of. Well, and so much of it is visual too. Yeah, I mean, but like, so is like the Holy Mountain, right? Like, so is yeah. like a lot of it. But like, I feel like I can relate that film to other films to some extent. Like, I've seen films like that. This film is so wacky and goofy mixed with horror mixed with like these this weird imagery that's like comes out of nowhere yeah that it's just it it's almost i want to say it's art it's <laughs> like, di- yeah. i can't really know how to describe it yeah you know? i love how this director has t- takes like every scene and 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 you look at it through the movie every scene is injected with some kind of form of like artistic expression or some kind of like bigger picture the one of the scenes i absolutely loved and we didn't bring it up but I think it's like such a, uh, in terms of like the the horror element of the film, I think it was one of the best scenes. Is that when Gorgeous is now possessed, she's now the aunt, mm-hmm. and she and they're going downstairs like we need to call the police, and she's like I'll call them, and she picks up the phone, and you can hear all the souls in the house, yeah. screaming to get out to help, and she hangs up the phone. She's like, phone's out of order. Because everything else was kind of broken in that house anyway, so it just kind of it goes along with that story. But it's just like it's such a creepy element that we, as the audience, know that there's like all these souls screaming out, trying to get out of this house, and they can communicate through this phone, and it's fucking. Oh, man. And she's like, "Nope, doesn't work." And the girls are like, "Oh well, she says so." I, I think there's a lot to be discovered in this film, like oh, multiple, multiple watches. watches, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna find new stuff because even the second time watching it, there were things I didn't pick up. Well, and I, I knew I was gonna have to watch it a second time too because I'm a, and I'm actually excited to watch it too because honestly, the first time I'm watching it, and probably gonna be like three or four watches before I pick up everything that uh, that that I'm probably gonna get from it. But uh, is the fact that is is I'm reading subtitles the whole time. Yeah, and this movie is quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, this movie is quick. It does. That's the one thing I can say about this: the pacing does not drag in this film. Well, like I don't think so. Chris does, no. but I don't think so. No, I'm the one that said that. I think no, Chris said. He oh, fell you asleep. said that a lot. Well, I'll agree with it if I didn't say it. I think it does drag in some parts, but yeah, yeah there's a few parts. It there, makes there's up one for or two it. parts. <laughs> That's what I said. I think in my review, there's one or two parts where I thought it felt like a little draggy, but the rest of the film around it is like so high, high speed, fast pace. You know. But I do agree with you about the subtitle thing. It was a little rough to go back and forth between it because yeah. there's so much going on so quickly. That it's like you go to read the you go to oh, read and you yeah. look up and it's like you you're, you're in another, you, yeah, you're you're in another amateurs. World. What do you mean? I read I don't know I'm, I, like I've watched nothing but subtitle movies most of my life. So right. I, I've gotten to the point where I know I know how long I was thinking about this actually when I was watching the movie right next. I'm watching um, a female scorpion film, which is another Japanese film. Um, I, I I I at least know the cadence, the amount of time that 
for for you to say an English word and the amount of time it takes for a Japanese word mm-hmm. phrase to be spoken is like double. So I can read and then stare or do something else, and I don't need to look back to read the next subtitles for another few beats. But like, even if like, but how do you, if you're missing something like the cat, right? Like, there's a scene where the cat, like, there's a quick stop motion of the cat. It like it's on the wall, like it's a picture of the wall, and then it cuts real quick. There's a jump cut, and it the cat's face changes really quickly. Mm-hmm. And there's like a wham, and then like, and then that's it. It's over. It's done. It's like, that's quick. It's like an eye blink. Right. Like if if there are times when I feel like, how do I know I didn't miss anything? Yeah, that's reading. No. A line. Like, did I oh. miss something happened just now? Oh, I, I felt that way. All right, guys, that is our show for this week. Make sure you follow us on social media at cultfilm underscore review on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter. You can also follow us on Facebook. We're there. A lot of people have been following us on Facebook lately, so. Have we been getting followed on yeah. Facebook? We've, yeah. We've hit our 900th. We're getting big oh, on Oh, wow. We got to 900 finally? We're getting huge. Robert Downey Jr. will watch his ass. Yeah, we're getting uh, the big. Fucking right behind him. Yeah, fuck you, Iron Man. Yeah, watch we're coming. Uh, Marvel. Guess yeah. what? Phase 3 is coming. Phase 3 is coming. Right? People forgetting Skull about you. Co-filling review Phase 3. <laughs> about to roll out. What a lame group of what a lame group of superheroes that'd be. Facing Thanos. Thanos, uh, this is what yeah, we're going to wait, do. Yeah, but wait till the episode where we all come together. We defeated him with Troll 2. We, we sat him down, yeah. and we showed him Troll 2, and he laughed. You know, there's a good question. If the, four of, if the four of us had a solo film, which one would be the flop? Oh, Chris does comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Marvel Cinematic to Universe who, who would have been... Uh... So, like, you know, you had Iron Man, you had Captain America, you had Hulk, and you had a Thor movie, right? And then you had an Avengers movie. So yeah. if you had a Michael, a Chris, a Kyle, and a Cody film, those would come together to be, you know, the, the CFIR film. But which one would be the flop? Which one would be the bad movie? Yeah. Uh, the four? Yeah, Chris does comedy. Yeah, Chris does comedy. I think it might be the flop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Make sure you can <laughs> follow uh, <laughs> Kyle. Ah! You, can, <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at cultfilm underscore Kyle. I think I've had too much aspirin to <laughs> laugh at that joke. <laughs> you can follow Chris ah! cultfilm <laughs> underscore Chris on Instagram. <laughs> you can follow Mike ah! at Mike Salustio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram and on Snapchat. Promoting it twice. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, just make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time.